Welcome to the Summer Series of Politics and Psychology, where every Sunday we'll have special episodes of interesting interviews and fun conversations. If you have an idea for a book, but don't consider yourself an author, or if you are an author, but not having any success, then listen in as author Valerie Tompkins shares the secrets to her success as a self-published author who started with basically a $0 budget. All right. Well, thank you so much, Valerie, for being on this show. I'm very excited. And in case anyone is wondering, if you look on my Instagram page, there's this very cute picture of this little black girl doctor with curly hair. And that's the image that I use. And that's based off of one of the famous books from the author Valerie Tompkins that we have. So thank you for letting me use that likeness. And thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was really surprised when you reached out um, and happy you were <laughs> able to use the illustration. So mm-hmm, you never know yes. who you're going to connect with. Yes, I thought it was so cute, especially because it showed like natural hair. And I thought it looked, you know, like me if I was like 10 or something, but it still showed the natural hair part and the doctor, you know, lab coat. So I was really, really impressed with it. But speaking of that, that image or the illustration is part of your very popular book called Girls Like Me. So, and I thought it looked like me, which is why I was attracted to it. So can you tell us about that particular book? So the characters were inspired by different girls that I met during college. Um, So we have a pilot, um, scientist, engineer, a lawyer. Um, And these were roles where I hadn't met um, Black girls in these positions until I was Mm. in college. And I think it would be so cool if younger girls were exposed to that from kindergarten. Right. Okay. So what is the age range for this particular book, Girls Like Me? So I recommend ages four to seven. Um, It always depends on reading level, um, but around ages four to seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. So that helped us know what made you or inspired you to write the book, but what inspired you to become an author? So I'll say that during the 2020 pandemic, I was spending a lot of time like at home and on my phone and um, my job had gone remote. Mm -hmm. So I finally sort of had the time to invest in myself a little bit. And I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but I didn't think I really had any like the skills or like, I didn't really know what my talents were. Um, so when I got the idea to write a children's book and realized it was something I could actually do, um, I just started and kept going. Oh, so this is, so then you're new to, well, you've had a lot of success to just have launched during the pandemic. That's great. Thank you. But yes, um, I'm I'm still very new. Uh, I haven't been doing this for years and years, but in the time yeah. that I have, it's been a lot of fun and I'm, I'm learning a lot as I go. Okay. So that's definitely eye-opening because I really thought you had been out for a while because, you know, I see so many of your posts and, you know, so many of your sales and you're making such a big impact. So that is definitely um, exciting to know. So then what can you attribute? So I know that you also provide training for authors, you give advice on self-publishing. So what are some of the things that led you to the amount of success that you have and so quickly? Um, So I will say I definitely utilize the reach of social media. Um, I was on TikTok at a time where it was sort of like really kicking off and I was talking about books. 
Um, and there were not a ton of other people on the app talking about children's books, especially. And um, who would have known people are actually interested in how I did it, like sort of at home, like doesn't take a lot of money, that sort of thing. Um, right. And so I'll say by talking about it on social media, um, and just really, yeah, a lot of my marketing has been social media. And I say that's because I launched during the pandemic. So I didn't get outside until like a couple months to a year mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just sort of like being consistent about my messaging. Um, yeah, and utilizing like social media channels, my website, um, and also other people, podcasts, and that sort of thing. Just really trying to be consistent has all helped. Okay. Now you're also a cute girl. So do you think that with social media, images are important for how people look? Do you think that added to anything because your face was attached to not only you being attractive, but also your, the book illustrations are such cute characters. Do you think that had anything to do with it? So I will say that maybe like my demographic, um, just being like a younger woman, um, or I think I sort of attract to, I know I have a lot of like moms in my age group. Aren't, like I'm an auntie, a godmom, that sort of thing. I connect mm -hmm. with a lot of people. Um, and some people just say like, oh, like when you're younger, it's sort of easier to make that impact on social media. Um, but mm -hmm. I also think it is the book's character. Um, I think it's like her curly hair. Like people like to see black girls in these roles because um, a lot of people that came from my sort of environment this book is like um, the first time we're being exposed. Um, so I think, yeah, people sort of connect to uh, maybe me and the character as a full package. Okay. Okay. That, I can see that. Okay. So let's type, let's tie it into your expertise, your excellence leading to your very quick path to becoming very successful. So if you could have someone who is not black or not a female and they are starting out new, can you take us through like a mini masterclass on what that would look like to self-publish, to enjoy self-publishing and to be successful in doing it? Please. Yes. Um, so I always say that um, before you begin, make sure that you have a book idea that you're passionate about and really attached to because you're going to be posting and speaking and pitching about it nonstop. Um, and so like the self-publishing platforms themselves are actually like free. It's free to press publish on Amazon. The work is um, just sort of hiring your illustrator. That's where the cost comes from. It's actually free to upload onto Amazon or Ingram Spark. Um, and then it's free to do some other marketing. Um, so posting about it on Instagram, on TikTok, sharing your behind the scenes and just like your day to day. People are really interested. And in seeing that they can buy your book um, and sort of spread the word. So it doesn't have to be a huge investment. Mm, okay. So how do you know if you truly have the ability to be an author and it's not just a random idea? So I will say um, when you find yourself like talking about it to other people and really bringing the idea to life. Um, like a lot of people say, oh, I've had a book idea that I thought about like for years, but it's like, oh, but you've never written it down or mm -hmm. you've never thought to pursue it. Um, but I say, you know, you're ready when you're ready to start pitching it. 
because you're going to have to email people and say, hey, I'm an author. I just wrote this awesome book. Have me on your podcast, on your, um, have me on the news and so on. Um, mm-hmm. So you just really have to be passionate about it and it has to be like your baby or else it may just like fizzle off. Okay, so pitching the media, being on social media, that might be someone who's more aggressive or very self-confident or the personality type is where they are liking to go out and get attention and be on camera, more extroverted rather than introverted. So how would you navigate that if you're not a naturally outspoken person or not naturally comfortable being on social media or promoting yourself to other persons to be on the radio show or on the news? Yes. So I would say um, there are, there's a lot of content out there where you don't have to show your face. Like there are Mm. people that are just showing like their hands, showing their book, using their voice. Um, So you can make a whole like platform and not really have to show your face or just wait till you get comfortable. Um, And also I would utilize like other social media influencers because when people like your book, they'll post and talk about it. So if Mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about it, you really need to connect with some people that will um, so that the word is still being spread and maybe get other people to do some interviews and read alouds and record them instead of yourself. Oh, that's a good idea. And a read aloud, someone else reading your book out loud, like at, I guess like a, a children's story hour or maybe an adult book club. Yeah, even at home. Yeah, like the bedtime story. If someone can send you like a video of the bedtime story, reading in the car. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just anything. You can use it over and over again. Um, and it's just good marketing. Okay, okay. So um, I think that's really interesting. I didn't know about that. So you have girls like me. What did you enjoy most about the experience of during the pandemic, kind of forced out of your comfort zone and pushed into what you had already the idea or the story in mind? What was it like to kind of just finally go and start doing it? So the best part was connecting with like readers and parents um, to see like mostly like the little black girls like think that it was so cool to see an astronaut or to see a pilot with braids. Um, Like just seeing their faces like a book that they actually will enjoy reading that can really help them become a strong reader, make them excited about it, make them want to write. Um, It's just cool that I'm able to make that impact. Mm, Okay, yeah, that is pretty cool. Did you have any nerves or anxiety about doing it 100% of your effort? Oh, plenty. Um, like I, mm-hmm. I still have a hard time talking about it like in person sometimes. That's why okay. I say get people that will advocate for you. Um, okay. Like I have so many like friends and just people I meet, like they're the ones that are like, oh, she's an author. Like, oh, you have children? Like my family, people <laughs> that are so supportive um, as I'm working my way into getting more comfortable. Okay. So when was Girls Like Me released? July 2021. June, yeah, June 2021. Okay. 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 So a little bit over two years. And what was it like from the first book that you either put on Amazon or any of the places that you were self-published to now? Yes. So in the beginning, I was just on Amazon. Like I didn't have it on um, Ingram Spark. I didn't have a hardcover. I didn't have a website. Um, And so I had been posting about it on Instagram. And then, um, 
some of my friends started like buying it. They're like, oh, I bought the book. And I, I remember getting nervous, like, oh my gosh, people are actually <laughs> buying it. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. The first couple months, it was like more within my community. And then once I got a website and started like posting more on socials, eventually it like shifted into people I didn't know. Um, mm. And then I started posting on like TikTok and it would just expand to like a lot of people I didn't know. So I always okay. say it started off slow. Um, but after, but because I like kept marketing, I think um, it like sort of picked the algorithm picked up like eventually, um, and then things got more consistent in the last like couple in the last uh, year and a half. Okay, okay. So you mentioned algorithms. So then, do you think that it's okay, or would you advise budding or aspiring authors to still do it even if they don't know the algorithm? Um, I would say it's still okay because sometimes you have to find the algorithm and it changes mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. things that Amazon that um, in Instagram used to like months ago, it doesn't favor anymore. And it's sort of mm-hmm. like, well, I just have to post my content and go, I can't, you know, right. like I can't try to experiment and if they like it, they like it, but sometimes Instagram will still hide it. Um, so you mm-hmm. just have to, post your own content and just let it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. And just be authentic, be who you are, write the stories based off of who you are, your characters and your ideas. And then when you're doing your marketing, also be consistent in being authentic and don't try to just be someone or change your literary voice just to try to sell a book. Just be authentic so you can enjoy doing it and you can produce the best out of what's already inside of you. Exactly, exactly. When you have a book that you really like connect with, um, and I Mm -hmm. feel like it can sort of help you grow, like it helps other people grow. I even have adult friends that just say they really enjoyed it. Like just being just being a black girl, a black woman, they're able to resonate with it. So it's cool Mm -hmm. to have that connection. So for the illustrator, how did you go about finding an illustrator? So I used a freelancer website called peopleperhour.com where illustrators all and freelancers of all sorts have uh, profiles where you can look through their portfolio. And mm-hmm. I think I may have found some other books that Abira Dawes, that's her name, that she had done, where okay. um, she had drawn like black characters and she like had the hair really nice and like braids and I could tell she understood. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let me find this illustrator's profile. Um, and so that, and so it's like, yeah, we use that platform to communicate because she's overseas. Um, so yeah, peopleperhour.com. Oh, okay. com. Okay. And you said there was another one, Ingram Spark. Is that you said to do the self-publishing? Yes. So yeah, Ingram Spark um, is how I self-publish my hardcover. Oh, okay. Okay. So then can you take us through the mechanics of the self-publishing part of it, the producing of the books, and then kind of explain like what you do on the Amazon and the um, Ingram Sparks? Correct. Yep. Ingram Sparks. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sure. So once I get my finished product from my illustrator, meaning um, the words are on the pages, the illustrations are on the pages, um, she sends me a cover file and an interior file in a PDF form. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just able to upload those um, to Ingram Spark and Amazon. So um, they're separate platforms, but they basically do the same thing. It's just that um, I can only do um, my paperback on Amazon, 
because they have a page limit of like 75 for hardcovers. And so that's why people use Ingram. So on both mm. sites, I just upload the files um, and I'm able to like write the book's description, like for like the listing and stuff like that. Um, and so Amazon sells the book on Amazon and Ingram Spark makes it available um, to retailers. So like Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, dot com um and they like it's they're both print on demand platforms where they're printing and shipping the book for you um okay. so that's why it's like really hands off oh okay okay so you don't have to have a lot of self-publishing or technology skills you just upload what you've already written and then they take it from there Yes. And I will say it can get um, just like tricky sometimes with the PDF files, because, of course, we want everything to be like perfect and accurate from like the color and the making sure everything's mm -hmm. lined up correctly. So sometimes you have to go like back and forth to make sure it looks good. OK. OK. So then with Amazon and the other companies that do the actual printing and shipping of the book, is there a significant loss of revenue? Because of that, how expensive is it to have them do that part for you? Um, yes, yeah, so there definitely is a cost, and they actually just increased their printing costs with like inflation and the things going on in the world, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so they mm -hmm. they take a portion, and authors we earn royalties monthly. Um, and so that it like the amount varies based on like how much your book is priced. Um, and like, yeah, what type of book? Because I also have like a coloring book. Um, and since that's like mm. just black and white pages, I sell it for cheaper and I earn even less. Right. Um, mm. So, yeah. So that's why some people shy away from Amazon because they're like, I don't want them to take a couple of dollars away from me, even if they are printing and shipping it. I want to do mm -hmm. that myself. So you mm -hmm. just have to have to go the right route for you and your lifestyle. Okay. What are the benefits of self-publishing versus submitting your book and book idea to another publisher, an established publisher? So by me self-publishing, I was able to actually like get girls like me out there in a couple months. And if mm. I was trying to traditionally publish, um, I'm just assuming I would still be trying to like query and reach out to agents and <laughs> yeah. publishing houses. Um, but my thing is that I didn't know a ton about traditionally publishing when I first started out. So, like, I didn't try and fail. I just thought, oh, like, let me just do it myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say also, I believe they have, like, a lot more control. Like, they could have said, oh, we don't like this little girl with the afro and, like, change the theme a little bit or mm -hmm. didn't like my illustrator. So you lose a lot of identity. And I know since I wanted, like, a black girl book, I really wanted it to be to be the way it was supposed to. Mm hmm. Do you think it makes a book any less credible or less quality by self-publishing rather than going the traditional publishing route? That would be what people say. And that's why I say to stand out as a self-published author, you just have to have a quality book. Um, but yeah, like pay attention to your characters and your, your covers, like really everything. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say, yeah, I'd say you're able to compete as long as you have quality um okay. and, it's, and it's nice because it's like if you are doing your own thing you don't have to split with like your big publisher because that would be a contract where you're getting paid but they're taking some of they're making money off you as well so mm -hmm. that's a whole other ball game mm -hmm. 
Now, for your illustration, did you make sure you completed all the rights of ownership for the illustration so that you do own them? Yes. Um. So once the book was finished, um, I was able to like copyright the text and the illustrations as a finished product. Okay. Um, so that yes. Yeah, so it's like first they belong to the illustrator, um, and they belong to me. And so like if anyone wants to use them for like media or shows or anything like that, um, they have to reach out to me, and I have to clear it with my illustrator. Hmm. Okay, because I do know that we did a show a few weeks ago with um, Joy Hunt, who's an attorney, and talks a lot about product, copyright, trademarks, et cetera, and how whether you are an entrepreneur or an author, how it's important that if someone's doing a logo for your business or even doing a picture or an illustration for a book, make sure that you complete a paper or somewhere where it's written and signed and dated transfer of ownership because that makes sure that when you become a multi-billionaire from this book or from your business, that they don't then go back and say, but I own the rights to this logo or to this image or to this illustration. So everyone listening, when you do consider writing a book, make sure that after the illustrator has completed and delivered the product to you, that you have in writing a transfer of ownership contract that you both sign and date that you then own 100% of the rights and you don't have to then go back and ask for permission or split any future royalties with that illustrator because you're using their illustration. And I like that you have a coloring book. That's a really cute idea to help expand on a book and to have more than one product, but it's one thing that you created. What helped you come up with that idea? Um, so really, I saw um, a lot of other authors had coloring books out. Um, like I've mm-hmm. seen like princess and mermaid coloring books and so on. And I'm like, oh, I already have some of the, well, my illustrator already had some of the blank illustrations. So she had the concept together. Um, so she mm-hmm. just had to create some additional black and white illustrations um, to just mm-hmm. make them color kid friendly for coloring. Um and so I figured, like, why not? I think if people are buying the book, the coloring book will come up, too, um, just sort of, like, to supplement, because I did want to, like, add more products and things. Um, yeah. And it just a, seemed like a smart idea, and it's been good so far. Okay, okay. I like that. Well, you definitely are a good model to follow, whether for the social media production or the actual production of the book and self-publishing, and you do provide consultation for aspiring authors. So what does someone need to do to work with you? In addition to just following your social media posts, that can give them a lot of information, but how would someone go about working with you as you advising them for their aspirations as an author? Sure. Um, So all they have to do is email me and sort of let me know what they're looking for. If they just want to know um, their self-publishing options or if they have their book already and just want to market or focus on social media. Um, But whatever they're seeking, um, we just sort of set up time for a video call. um, Mm -hmm. And it's like a tell-all where they can ask me anything. Um, And so after our session, I still like to keep the line of communication open and support them. So I'm always happy to like refer people if they need help, continue to answer questions, um, and just sort of support them as they publish. Okay. Okay. I like that. Well, you can also look on Valerie's website on authorvalerietompkins.com. So it's 
author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Tompkins, T-H-O-M-P-K-I-N-S.com. And of course, we will have a link to her website, social media, and at least the ones on Instagram. And you could definitely connect with her there. Well, I definitely thank you for sharing your expertise, sharing your steps to success with anyone who may be an aspiring author. And also remember that you don't have to be a author from the beginning of the cradle. You can just have an idea, as as you said, Valerie, that you can't let go of for a book. That can be your clue number one, that you have a message that others need to hear or read. So follow that. And then if you want some advice, you could definitely follow author Valerie so you can get some ideas and tools of the trade there. Um, Is there any last words of advice that you would like to give any aspiring author? Sure. Um, So make sure that you just stay consistent um, and plan out what you need to do to see your book come into fruition. So a lot of people say they have like these book ideas or it's like halfway finished. And I just say, put a date on it. Um, Mm. And little by little um, push towards getting your book out there because there's always someone who will need it and value it and appreciate you for it. I like that. Put a date on it. I'm very objective goals oriented timeline. So I think that's great. Well, (laughs) Well, thank you again, Valerie, for being on the show. And thank you to everyone for joining us on the Politics and Psychology Summer Series. I look forward to meeting with you every Sunday this summer for these special episodes. Enjoy your summer. Like my favorite seed